The Colorado Inn and KFKA present Rams Weekly. Brought to you by Marinda Simpson State Farm Insurance. Here's Brady Hull and Kevin Lido. Welcome into Rams Weekly on this Thursday afternoon, or maybe you're listening on Saturday morning, or podcasting on Friday, doesn't matter. Kevin Lytle in studio, ready to go. How you doing, man? Good to see you. Doing super. You ready for a, another must-win game for the Colorado another State another playoff Rams? game, as Jay Norvell says. So, you know what? Mission one accomplished. They took care of San Diego State, and they sent Brady Hoke into retirement. Jay Norvell has a little bit of Green Reaper going on. Yeah. Uh, he comes to that? Fort Collins, beats the doors off Steve Adazio's team. So bad that Steve quits by halftime, literally. Pretty much, left. yeah. Um, Steve gets fired. Uh, Jay takes the job, which is a real whammy. Beats Andy Avalos. First time CSU's ever beat Boise State. A couple weeks later, Andy Avalos out of a job. Beats San, uh, San Diego State. And Brady Hoke, then a couple retires. days later, Brady Hoke, very heavy quote, yep. retires. Mm-hmm. Watch out, Ken Wilson. Oh, well, and he's on the hot seat. He's very much on the hot seat. And some of the stuff you might say started when he started talking crap about Jay Norvell, perhaps spreading some lies uh, last season, I don't know, um, saying that Jay Norvell, before he left Nevada, he was telling current players not to play in the bowl game, and you know, maybe you should just go to the NFL. And so... He kind of lit that yeah. that fuse. and he said Jay Nor he without saying these words said Jay Norvell committed NCAA violations by telling players to enter the portal and, and follow him and things like that, which would be a violation. And Ken Wilson saying it was even if he fully believes it, heck, even if it happened, that's a bold thing to say considering obviously he was not present for any of that because there was no coach in place at that time. So it's not like he was at Nevada. He was still at, at Oregon where he is an assistant. So saying that and then you combine it, lose the game to CSU last year and the record they've had in his tenure, not a good look. Obviously, Jay Norvell reacted upset about that. They had a little midfield handshake with some words. I think it was very much a one-way conversation of Jay saying something or other about what shouldn't be said. And then Jay, post-game after the win, kind of did finally open up and say, yeah, I thought that was out of line and you know, irresponsible for him to say. So, yeah, there's some bad blood there, even though those two don't really have any prior relationship. But the war of words kind of made that happen. Do you think they've uh, that Ken Wilson has, has attempted to repair that at all since then? Doesn't appear there's been anything like that. Now the tone has changed. You know, Jay Norvell Monday came out and was you know full of praise for Nevada and you know some of the friendships he has there. You know, had and has there. And uh, Ken Wilson was pretty tame too, basically saying, "Yeah, I don't know Jay really well, but you know he's he's done a really good job building this program and now at CSU. You know, he's one of the better coaches in the conference, if not the country. Uh, so certainly a big change in tone. I'm guessing." Well, one, he probably figured out, too, some people above him were probably like, let's maybe uh, dial this one back a little bit this year. Uh, but, yeah, I don't I don't think those two are, are best of friends right now, or, or will be. Well, um, you know, you'd like for CSU, friendly or unfriendly, whatever, find a way to get this win. They are heavy favorites, 11.5-point favorites uh-huh. last time I checked, Kevin. Um and and we'll see. I mean, I thought with the San Diego State game, it looked like they were going to run away with this thing. And I I still kind of stand by this. Uh, it does seem like Jay Norvell gets into this 
conservative air raid mode. I don't know what you wouldn't want to call this, but it is. And again, Justin Marshall had the hot hand and was going off in his first game. And that was awesome. Yeah. Um, but maybe you weren't aggressive enough on the offensive side, and San Diego State makes plays late. They outscored CSU 13 nothing in that fourth quarter. Made it interesting. So uh, I know Rams fans were kind of holding their breath for a minute, man. Yeah, totally. It was, what, 22-3 to in the third quarter, and it should have been done. That should have been game over right there. But CSU, yeah, made some mistakes. You had the fumble that kind of allowed San Diego State back in it. And, yeah, that game really should have been buried. You know, I, I think the play on the field, you could have looked at that, and it could have been a 40-10 to 10 game, and, and it wouldn't have felt you know wrong for how the game play went. But, yeah, CSU's offense just it's still inconsistent. Braden Fowler-Nicolosi's completion percentage is dropping. Um, he had some open looks that he just, you know, just flat missed, um, not really hitting the throws. Kind of one big pass play, I think, is a deep ball to Justice Ross Simmons, if I remember correctly. But other than that, not explosive in the pass game. The only other big pass play was from Torrey Horton. Um, so, yeah, you're just not getting consistency from you know the passing attack right now, and that's the biggest biggest thing they, they still need to figure out is just doing that more consistently. It's not going to be perfect. We're not saying you know they should be completing 80% of their passes for 440 yards a game. But it should be better than this, um, and yeah, more consistent than this. How? What's your What's your true feeling, Kevin? Covering so many of these football teams over the year, and let's face it, some bad football teams, some bad football programs. What is your feeling right now as we sit here with with the with the Rams that have one more win already than what they did last year uh, with that fourth win? You got a really good vibe, kind of middle of the road, or do you have your doubts about um, this Jay Norvell, Air Raid, all this stuff going forward, even into next season? This is the most optimistic about the trajectory I've been about CSU football in quite a while. Um, You know, 2017, I felt really encouraged about where that program was. And then that season kind of fell apart late, and then that just started a huge backslide. And then everything since then has been bad with very little signs of good. I mean, at, late in the Bobo era, there was very, very little optimism. I think zero optimism is about an accurate descriptor of the Adazio era. Yeah. Uh, so right. this is the best I felt, you know, big picture. For this season, I still think, you know, not getting to a bowl would be a disappointment. I think getting to a bowl would be a, a fairly significant success considering what we just went over of those many years of of bad but i i do think this is going in the right direction like you see a lot of potential yes it needs to be more consistent it needs to happen more often but you can see how this team can be pretty good yeah you can definitely you're right when you looked at the adazio adazio era um, I mean, really, it was, okay, you beat Wyoming in the 2020 year. It was yeah, a weird, weird year. It was hard to take anything that happened that year too seriously. Um, so outside of and that— And most of it was bad. The other three games were pretty bad. Yeah, so outside of that, you weren't like, oh, yeah, you can hang your hat on this. There, there are certainly things about Colorado State, and again, coming back and beating Boise State like that, the battle they put up against you, there's a lot of those things you can go back and look at highlights in this season and say, can you build off of those things? Are there any concerns right now when you look uh, for, forward at Jay Norvell and what he's doing with CSU? Again, looking big picture, like heading into next season, uh, you know, obviously we're slightly a lot too early for that, but I think there are some things. One, you have to figure out the quarterback, you know, Heading into year three, 
you know, I don't think we can sit there and continue to do the, well, you know, inexperience, getting better, going to be some ups and downs. Uh, so is that going to be BFN? Is it going to be Jackson Brousseau, you know, player to be named later? You need to figure out the quarterback situation and, and be more successful there. Some of the in-game stuff that we've kind of talked through the season, again, those often are easy to highlight after, but in a game you can see how they happen. But, yeah, I mean, college football is sort of a what-if sport, and CSU's having a big what-if season. I think, you know, should have hold on to beat CU. I think CSU was the best team for three, maybe even three-and-a-half quarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, should have found a way to close out that UNLV game. But the flip side is, probably should have lost to Boise State. You know, so, so you get some of the good and bad. But just broadly, consistency. You know, we keep talking about it. There are times the defense is good and the offense doesn't match. There's times the offense is good, defense doesn't match. Being able to just ride... Instead of riding the big up and down waves, if you can have a more consistent, yeah, you're going to have bobbles because it's college football, but be a more consistent, higher level through the season. I think it's just the number one thing. If this team really wants to win at high level, you can ride this wave to be a 6-6 six and six bowl team, but that isn't CSU's aspiration. If you want to be a 8-11 to 11 win team, you have to make your your bads need to be better than they are right now. Well, and in this day and age, too, with some of the... And we'll get into this next segment with you a bit, Kevin, too, with with the news about what the potential yeah. pack is going to look like. Um, you, you, I keep saying this, and it sounds cliche and a broken record, but um, you want to put your best foot forward. CSU does have the facilities and everything that would attract, you know, attract them to or attract the Pac-12 to them. Um, but then you're going to want to look at who's going to be successful, who's going to have a chance to help us grow. Because if you're Oregon State and Washington State, you're looking at your situation as how we want to still be a, considered a Power Five conference. And I don't know if that is even going to mean anything in the next five, seven years or so. But for now, it is it is important to win. It's more important than ever to figure that out. Guys are not getting the time that they used to with the transfer portal and the the college football playoff expansion that we're going to see next year. Teams want to figure out how do we compete for that? It's the old Chris Carter adage, um if you're not if you're not playing to win the Super Bowl and in this case if you're not playing to get into the playoffs, then you're wasting your time. And yeah. I think CSU wants to be in that category of every year we want to at least be in the conversation by November 12th or something like that yeah totally you know joe parker keeps saying it he sometimes often maybe even gets sort of laughed at because of where csu's been but the point is true as the playoff expands if you can put together there's now an avenue you know next year once it expands there's an avenue for programs like boise state colorado state whoever if you put together a good year and yeah, it's a good time to start doing it now because it looks like you know one way or another the Mountain West and the Pac Two will be either very officially or somewhat officially joining forces. That's a it's a better conference than what CSU's in now, and uh, it provides some more opportunities and more money, which is important. It's a it's never a bad time to win. We've said this before. Now is a very very good time to win. Yeah, and I'll be curious at the TV deal and how that would all work yeah. too, with what the Mount West currently has and what the uh, Pack Two was gonna get or the Pack was gonna get. We'll get into more of that and how realistic it is that CSU might be in a conference like that. It's Rams Weekly on Northern Colorado's Voice, one hundred three point one and thirteen ten KFKA.
I do have to give a shout out. I don't like to compliment him much, Kevin, but I have to do it. Micah Kilpatrick, he has literally been in that chair producing all of our shows since like you've been in the chair since like five thirty. First in the door is what I heard. He's first in the door. Second in the door. Uh, our boy Angel's out for seeing some family for the uh, for the weekend and such. So uh, Micah stepped in and he has produced every single word. Machine. That has hit the air today. Machine. How about that? Yeah. Go Broncos country. Let's ride, baby. Yes. Russell Wilson. That is that is great. Russell Wilson, the, the king of improvising. Speaking of that, how are how is the PAC conference going to improvise now? <laughs> they get two years of like a like a what do you call it? Um I wrote it down. Like a forgiveness period. Not forgiveness, yeah, exactly. They get two years to get their crap together. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. So yeah, obviously after this school year, everyone in the pack is leaving off to various richer homes, except for Washington State and Oregon State, whose invites got lost in the mail. Mm-hmm. So obviously they're scrambling. They picked up a big win in court, um, which is what we all want with our sports. A lot more lawyers. Um, that's perfect. That's awesome. Uh, but they picked up a big win that basically looks like they're going to get rights to pretty much the Pac-12, the assets, the brand, the all the things. So obviously there's a lot of legalese involved that, one, we aren't smart enough to know, and two, is too dull to get through. But basically they know they can keep operating and try and now figure out their future. But the most important thing right now is a schedule for next year. For you know, Football's the big one, but all the other sports need – some, too, because they now have no conference. Other sports isn't – I mean, it's difficult, but it's less difficult because you can pair with another conference and, you know, like a volleyball, you play 30-some matches so you can, you know, weasel in a couple extras, and they just build schedules year to year. Yeah. Whereas football has decided they have to schedule games yeah, 900 years, years out yeah. in the future. So everyone's schedule is set for next year. So you have to do some creative stuff. So basically, a bunch of national reports. I think Ross Dellinger, Yahoo Sports was the the first main one. Basically, the Mountain West and the Tupac, as we're going to call them, have been working on an alliance for the next year or maybe two years to schedule together. And to to quickly break it down, basically be a 7-plus-1 format. So right now, Mountain West teams play eight conference games. You would take one out and add in either Oregon State or Washington State. So that gets Oregon State and Washington State a schedule. Mountain West teams just have to do a little reshuffling. It doesn't dramatically alter their schedule. They don't lose any non-conference games because that, that was one thing people talked about. Like, you know, CSU is getting a payday in Texas. They're not going to shelve that because they need that one and a half million dollars or whatever. So instead, one of the eight Mountain West games CSU currently has would be replaced by either Washington State or Oregon State. So those two teams, they wouldn't be official Mountain West members. They wouldn't compete for the title, but they would sort of be in the scheduling mix. And then the big picture idea is that that is a start of a long-term relationship that basically probably leads to some type of merger. Now, is that those two to the Mountain West? Is it the Mountain West schools to the Pac-12? Is it something in the middle where they, quote-unquote, create a new conference? Again, that a lot of that's more just legalese, because as far as on the field, it'll probably end up with all that together. Uh, but that's the direction it's moving. So, again, there's a lot of moving parts, but it's got to be announced pretty soon. It sounds like yeah. you know, Oregon State, Washington State, need and want it done before the transfer portal opens in December because obviously if you're an Oregon State player for instance you might hit the portal if you have no idea 
who or what your team might play the next season. So they need answers soon. So it's, I don't think an announcement is imminent as far as like today, but pretty soon, yeah. Now, Kevin, next year we start with the new playoff system too. Yep. So in, in what you've read and heard, um, what where does Oregon State and Washington State fit in that? Does if they, they merge next year and it's not really officially a pack or a Mountain West, it's just yeah. this gives us a schedule. Will those games that they're playing against the Mountain West teams be like their conference record? Will they? Will those two teams play for a championship? That's a great, great question. Are they I'm Notre not, Dame, yeah. essentially? I was going to say, I'm not sure those are fully answered yet, but I think from a college football playoff standpoint, they would basically be independents. Yeah, they'd be like Notre Dame. So obviously both... You know, Washington State has kind of fallen off, sure. but a pretty good program. Oregon State's really good. They could be an outlandish. So it's not outlandish to see how they could be in that conversation. But yeah, basically, be Oregon State has twelve random games. Here's the you know what we determine their strength of schedule is, and if they're good enough to be one of those top twelve, I think is how it would settle. For now, again, in like two years, it might be back to that being a, a full conference with a title game and all that. And for the Mountain West, it probably wouldn't change much. You know, you're not going to be a true, you know, auto entry power five team or a conference next year. But if you win that league, I, let's just, I'm not saying CSU's doing this. Calm down, everyone. Chill. But you look at CSU's schedule. They have Texas. They have Colorado. They may well be adding Oregon State or Washington State. Let's say you win two of those and win 11 total games. That's probably a, the team at least on the you know fringe of that playoff conversation. So that's kind of how it would work out, I think, uh, for these next couple of years. And then the Mountain West TV deal is also up in a couple of years. So I think that's how some of the timing works out, that their TV deal gets up, that hiatus period for the Tupac you know, kind of ends where they have to get back to eight teams to be eight or more to be considered a real conference. Uh, so it just gives everyone some breathing time. So when you, um, you you look at that situation, which, again, way up in the air, and we'll see kind of how that unfolds. Um, but the TV deal is interesting, too, because th- it depends on who you ask. Some people will say Apple TV, that's all the rage, man. That's that's That was going to be what the Pac-12 ultimately was going to get. I don't know where they are on that now. Um, CSU, you could argue, I don't know about the money, but as far as visibility – they were they had the better pack they had the better TV deal than the Apple TV deal going. It's a linear forward. TV at least. Yeah. yeah, and that's I think that's huge. Now again, the time will tell with what Apple TV does and everything. But I know they were working in like a share, yeah. a viewership, and all that. Would there be a way to merge? And again, you said the the Mount West TV deal is coming up too. But would it be appealing to uh, FS1 and, and CBS Sports uh, to to work out a deal, even though you could still have it on Apple TV as well? Or is that is that insane that you could have both TV deals? Yeah, I think there are a lot of different things at play You know, in this short term, in this schedule alliance window. I think you're looking at bonuses, if you will, from the TV deal, like Fox and CBS saying, okay, we have our TV deal with Mountain West, but they're now adding value to us because now we have Washington State, Boise State games. We have an Oregon State, San Diego State. We have Colorado State going to Oregon State. So those are some new good games that you've had. So we're going to spike you up a little bit. Here's a little bonus to the Mountain West for increasing the quality in this two-year window. 
But then when that new deal comes up, I do wonder. I mean, it could be a way for Apple TV still to get their foot in the door, but they could also go to a lower price than what they're offering the Pac-12 originally. They'll say, well, we're still interested, but you're not what we were talking to. So let's go from X dollars down to X dollars. But for Mountain West schools, it would still be a boost. You know, Mountain West schools, I think, get like seven mil a year from the TV deal roughly. And the Pac-12 one that they turned down was like 21 mil. So obviously, math, hard, that's like three times as much. So even if you have, you know, not have that, but cut it to like 14, 15, that would be doubling the Mountain West. So even if you get a smaller deal than what the pack was offered, which is what you will get, it could still be a very big boost to Mountain West schools. And I think most importantly, hopefully for the Mountain West, you can push ahead of the American and make sure this new Pack Mountain West, whatever it ends up being, is the true number five. It probably wouldn't be a what we think of now as Power Five, but as long as you want to be ahead of the American and behind the other four, that would be a pretty decent place to be living. It's interesting, man. It's all very interesting. When we come back, I want to I want to take you through a scenario, and then I want to get prediction time from you, like what you think Scenarios will happen. and predictions. Here we go. Where will Colorado are you, State? Are you got hot seat, me. Uh, you are going to be kind of on the hot seat. Kevin. It feels like it. Not like uh, you know a, a Craig Bull hot seat or anything like that, but you know Kevin Lytle hot. A little toasty. You're not one. going anywhere, man. There's no wrong answers here. Perfect. But you could get roasted for it. We'll see. <laughs> Mike is feeling frisky. All right, quick break coming up. It's Rams Weekly here on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. something i've noticed kevin lytle the at least the folks here at kfka you don't really have a first name you're just kevin lytle we always just say the full name people don't say that about me or anybody else you're just kevin lytle like have you noticed that not all no really this is really new this is all the kfka people here Hmm. it was just like hey we talked to kevin lytle the other day Hmm. it's never just kevin Hmm. But I think maybe you a, guys know a lot of Kevin's. What's well, a fame thing? Like you don't just say, "Hey, I saw Brad in Ocean's 11. No, I saw Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven. So you're like in that category now. I have been compared to Brad Pitt a, <laughs> a lot. So, of, so a, this actually checks out. Now. A, cu- a couple of times. Uh, all right. So we had uh, earlier today on my show. I had Mike Sanford on. He was the last year. He was the interim head coach for CU. He got their lone win. Um, certainly interested to see if he's still wanting to be in the coaching game. The Boise State thing is interesting. Yeah. It sounds like he's really wanting to, to go to the media side. But he did put out his proposal, his idea for what the Pac-8 would be. Saw that, yeah. He's getting some flack from people. He was at Utah State for a cup of coffee. People did Utah State people did not like what he had to I say. Bet. So he's got the Pac-8, and of course he's got Oregon State and Washington State. Obviously. Yep. Next he has, in no particular order, this is just, this would be the next six teams. Boise State, CSU, Air Force, San Diego State, Fresno State, and UNLV, leaving out teams like San Jose State, um, leaving out Utah State, and, you know, just because of the region we're in, leaving out the Wyoming Cowboys as well. Thoughts on the list? Interesting. Um, The idea of... 
whacking, sorry, that's a harsh term, San Jose State, Hawaii, good. Um, that, that would be beneficial. Cut Nevada and New Mexico, I I don't love because of what they do in basketball. I know football's the money maker, but I think they're big enough, especially New Mexico in basketball, mm-hmm. that you want them part of it. Um, the Utah State, harsh, but makes sense. You know, it's one of those they obviously aren't going to own Utah market. It's it's a small town. It's harsh. I mean, they they've been pretty successful in things, but I can see that. Uh, Wyoming, that's another one. I. As covering CSU and appreciating and liking rivalries and regionalism, I don't like it. From a big picture, if you're the sports czar, I I can see why you might consider that. Uh, but from, from my angle where I cover things, I don't like that. But it's an in- interesting one. I also will, you know, it's not going to happen. You don't that think way. that, that no. will happen? Do you think, well, that's what I wonder is if, is it is it more likely to happen where it's the Mountain West and Oregon State, Washington State just joined the Mountain West? Or what do you no, think is going to I'm kind of thinking since Oregon State, Washington State have been winning in court, and it looks like they're going to keep winning in court. Like It, yeah, I don't it see. seems pretty emphatic right now that they're going to get a lot of the rights. They may not get every cent. I still wonder if it will settle out of court of the other schools say, well, let's just see if we can get some of the money. None of us want to pay legal fees for a year. Let's negotiate a deal where we get a small percent of that pie and just take it and run. But since those two are winning, I wonder if it's going to end up being more under the pack umbrella. But it's really complicated because right now Mountain West schools have to pay a buyout. Some of the reporting today, I think, is from Dellinger, um, said the Mountain West is kind of working in building protections of uh, sort of, I don't know, fine is the right word, if – they try and take Mountain West teams without taking all of them. But I do kind of think it's going to end up maybe more under the pack umbrella, even if it looks like the Mountain West. Like, obviously, Klyakov is not going to be the commissioner. That is a slam dunk. That is a home Does run. that mean yep. it's going to be Gloria or someone else? I don't know. I think she's probably in a pretty good spot. But the, uh, a lot of that legalese is still be, to be determined. Would a lot of that group want to cut? Again, Hawaii specifically, everyone hates that trip. Uh, it's really expensive. It's really difficult on mental, physical, everything. They don't bring a ton as far as TV or anything. Yes, but it's easy for us to sit here behind a mic and say that the lawyers, especially Hawaii's lawyers, would have something different to say. So that's, to me, now the biggest question. I think that the Tupac and broadly the Mount West are going to end up together one way or another, but it will be the full Mount West or not. I, I'm not sure. Mm, yeah, and you're right on the on the Wyoming thing. Like I said uh, earlier, as a as a regional kind of talk show host, putting them into the coverage of the show and getting that rivalry, you would hate to lose that. Yeah. So this idea, I, I get where where Sanford's coming totally. from on it. Air Force was the other one, and now I know they oh, get true. the yeah. national appreciation with their their uh, you know the army Being games, the navy military academy. Yeah, I think they'll be. I would be. They're not getting cut. So they would. They're there's safe a national, because a big of the, national, the military institution. So that the, would be it. The, almost the PR benefit of that. I, it would, I would be because be, of that. They're not, not getting cut. Not necessarily because of their popularity. It would be the military. Thing. That's why I think. Okay. That, and that makes perfect sense. Air Force, I did scratch my head, but w- with what you say, that makes total sense. They're, they're good for business. It's yep. a positive, right? Yep. Pro-military. 
But as far as like national, because I think I even asked our boy Brohard the other day about this playoff thing, and if Air Force were to happen to get in and, and, and Notre Dame wouldn't, nationally, wouldn't <laughs> you be upset? You know, nationally, I think the fan base would be like, wait, yeah. Air Force we run the ball 5,000 times as yeah. opposed to Notre Dame. Um, but this is a, it's a crazy situation. What, what's like your, your prediction then? Do you think it's the, the Pac West, the Pac Mountain? It's all of the Mountain West, including those two teams, or what? What if you had to? If you had to just throw it out there, if I had to predict today, I'm gonna say it's the Tupac and some, but not all of the Mountain. I think you can do the schedule alliance for a couple of years, wait until the TV deal is expiring, and then one way or another, by then you can you can wiggle out of some of these contracts because your TV deal is coming to an end. And you might be able to tell, again, specifically, I'm very sorry, Hawaii. I'm going out there next week. I'm very much looking forward to it. But thanks, but no thanks. So if I had to guess. Now, please do not put this in stone. This is a guess of something that's incredibly complicated that no one knows for sure. I'm going to say most, but not all, the Mountain West with those two. Hmm. And then you may also try and reach and add some others. Yeah, that that's well, my my biggest beef, if I will, with Sanford's is just the size. I get he was kind of leaving room for others coming back, which is a fascinating thing and a, probably a whole different show. That I don't I don't think he's out of bounds with that thought, but I don't think that anyone wants to start a conference with eight because it's risky. Because if you lose one, which is always possible now. You're in a world of hurt. So, he, so I think they'll be bigger than that. He was kind of going into the mindset of buck the trend, you yep. know, and don't. And I don't appreciate. Be, I yeah. we've talked about that before. I appreciate you know like that promotion relegation idea that was out there. That obviously wasn't going to happen. I appreciate outside the box thinking because we yeah. need that right now. Well, that that relegation thing is really fascinating. Um, I I just not happening, but th- yeah, interesting. I see way too many complications yep. with it. And when things get more complicated than college football already is, Yee. yikes! I mean, because it is complicated. Uh, okay, when we come back, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about CSU starting off the season three and zero. Took care of the UNC Bears. They got their revenge the other night. And you can just see the big difference between both schools right now and where they're headed. Uh, Colorado State certainly they're 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 going to get better too. That's that's what's really scary about them. Isaiah Stevens is I don't know three games in he's playing like he's on a different in a different planet. I saw a metric else. that sort of an advanced metric that I think has him as the third best player in the nation right now. Mm. I mean, it looks which easy. isn't outlandish. I mean, he he might be a legit All American. I'm watching that game, Kevin, and and I I knew Isaiah was playing well. I looked down and I'm like, 24 points. I think that great players sneak up on you with point totals and stuff like that. You don't even realize it's happening until it ha- until you just look at it and go, "What?" Let's like Nikola Jokic does that. Same Z- kind of player. They had some quote unquote friends on the baseline that oh, were talking. Yes, yeah. I want to I think talk. that might have been a lesson learned. I want to talk you could about t- that. That was funny. I've heard about that group too. I, they do this to everybody. Someone, someone had shared some stories with me uh, during that game. Yeah, Zay, Zay heard. I don't know exactly who those people are, but I've heard about that group. All right, we'll take a quick break. It's Rams Weekly. We'll talk basketball for a moment. Also, get some picks coming in on the Mount West football side of things. It's Rams Weekly on Northern Colorado's Voice, one hundred three point one and thirteen ten KFKA.
Sims Weekly, back at it here. Love catching up with Kevin this time of year because if the football team frustrates us, we'll move right over to basketball. If the basketball team frustrates us, we'll talk about conference realignment talk. There's a lot of things we can get into. Fortunately, Kevin, uh, the basketball side of things, my goodness, CSU hoops, uh, the men's side of things and the women's side, both look really great. Uh, You were, of course, at the game on Tuesday covering it. I was there just hanging out, good time. CSU, this is this is not last year. You know, UNC yep. lost a lot of their dogs as far as uh, big scorers and all that. Same from a season ago. Even though CSU won that game, it was still a close one. Um, I think my big takeaway following both teams was like one team is on the way back up quickly after a year hiatus, and a UNC team is probably going to be in a year of just trying to figure out who they are as a basketball team because they don't have premier guys at least at this stage there's a couple of good looking players but they don't have the dalton connects uh who might be one of the better players in the country uh dalen coons matt johnson they don't have those kind of guys right now yeah and that's basically how i started my story after the game is when csu was at Arguably, its worst is when that gap showed. You know, late in the first half, CSU went three and a half minutes without bucket, kind of just disjointed. But in that time, UNC scored one bucket, didn't trim the lead at all. You know, any significant way at least, and that kind of just showed the gap. You know, uh, that UNC team really scrappy. They do some things well. I know they have some injury. You know, point guard is out, so they're having to play a different way than they want. I think they have a chance once you know it molds together. Be decent in the big sky. I liked some of what they have, but right now those teams are just at different places. CSU has not only the best player in the floor in that game, best he's best in the Mountain West, best in almost every single game CSU will play, one of the top of the country, Isaiah Stevens, and he just kind of quietly controlled the game. Uh, I think we both noticed the same thing. There were some friends on the baseline mm-hmm. that were chirping him. Yeah. He hits his first bucket, points, and I thought, hmm, I wonder if someone said something. He hits another bucket, Another exaggerated point, I go, okay, someone is talking. You don't want to talk to Isaiah Stevens. He, he's good enough. He get, he escalates when he, uh, you know, I kind of call it, I call it Zaymo. That's what, you know, kind of what they call around the program. It's sort of the Jordan-esque thing of real or imagined. If he finds us, you know, what he perceives as a slight, oh, it's game on. It just takes him to a different level. I've been to a few games uh, over the years uh, on and off at UNC, and it's the same group over there. And I don't know who they are. I'm guessing courtside, so they are some kind of donor to the program. But they do. They give players a hard time. They give the officials a hard time. But Isaiah almost, it seemed like he earned their respect at the end, and I haven't quite seen that. By the end of the game, they're joking back and forth. So it's like... Well, that's Isaiah the cool thing with, was like, Thanks, guys, yeah, with how help. intimate that is and the type of person Isaiah is. You can totally see he's just going to – he'll chat. He'll he'll just have a conversation with you. And, yeah, maybe win some, some new fans over. And, uh, you know, it seemed like it was, you know, harmless, you know, kind of ribby and stuff. Hopefully that's what it was. Um, and just kind of a fun thing that comes with an environment like Greeley, you know, where it is a smaller, intimate stadium where you can hear a lot of what's going on. It kind of, it's sort of a fun game within the game to see him. But yeah, he, he turned it on. You can tell 
uh, when, when he gets that sort of extra motivation. Yeah, it's a, it's a really fun basketball team. I'm, I'm excited to see kind of what they do. I think, you know, even though I thought, um, somebody had asked me earlier last week, Kevin, if I thought it was going to be like a five-point spread, and I said, dude, I'd be shocked if it was anything less than 10. Yeah. Just because of what I know UNC has lost and of what I know CSU's gained. Yeah. Now, it was an 11-point spread before the game. Now, obviously, CSU didn't have any trouble yeah. covering that. And frankly, it's funny. CSU scored 83, won by 19, and it felt like it never really flowed. That's how yep. dangerous and explosive this team can be. Even Nico Medved after, he goes, yeah, it was choppy because we never really got full flow. Choppy and you shot you know, like 40%, scored 83 points. If that's your choppy night... Eh, you're going to be in for some good games yeah. this year. I texted him after the game, and I said, hey, congrats. I was at the game. I figured you might be busy, so I didn't want to come up and talk to you. And he goes, gutted it out. And I'm like, yep. uh, you won 83 to 64, you know, but if you if that's, like you said, if that's gutting it out and if you're learning and you can be 3-0 and while you're learning to gel, yeah. I think you'll take that. Yep, exactly. And that's what he said after, you know, to us in the press conference of, you know, our defense was pretty consistently good through the game. He goes, and that's nice. You know, you're gonna have to win that way. You're not, you know, previous game they had scored 105. You know, they'll probably do that again. I bet the team hits 100 again this year. But you can't do that every night, especially in your tougher games. They need to be good defensively, and that's where his team is different because they have a lot of different mixing and matching they can do defensively. What do you know about uh, the Kansas City Ruse? Random love, head coach Marvin Menzies, formerly of New Mexico State and some other places, has been several NCAA tournaments. Always carries some baggage with him, we'll say. Um, it's a game series. You should cruise in. I, I'm guessing there won't even be a line or anything like that. But yep. really, now CSU should take care of business, needs to. And now it's test time. They go to Kansas City. I'll be there covering that tournament. Play Boston College, which will be a tough game. And then if they can win that, They'll probably get Creighton, who is top 10. So uh, things ramp up significantly now, and over the next three weeks or so, we're going to learn if this team has a chance to be an at-large NCAA tournament team or not because they have a lot of tough games, yeah, they including, really... obviously, CU coming to Mobile in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, crazy schedule for them for sure. Uh, but you gotta you got to hand to Kansas City with the ruse thing, man. It's just the coolest cool. logo Unique. ever. It's just like this awesome-looking kangaroo. Uh, so CSU, you know, so far so good for the Rams on that side of things. Back to the football side, Kevin, as we wrap up another edition of Rams Weekly. Um, again, it's it's playoff mode for CSU. Got to win another one here to put everything on that trip to Hawaii, which I suppose now isn't like guaranteed that they're going to walk out of Hawaii with a win. We see yeah. Hawaii beat Air Force, and I know uh, their quarterback was gets hurt early in that game, so that maybe that had an effect. Yeah. But we can't ignore that Air Force struggled against Army with a fully healthy uh, Zach Larrier. So um, Air Force certainly gave us a. A shock the last two weeks, but maybe Hawaii's trying to grit it out, gut it out here, and win some games. First things first, though, Colorado State and Nevada. Who's going to be the starting quarterback for Nevada uh, this weekend? Not Brendan Lewis, it looks like. I think it's the freshman whose Did, name on blank, I believe. I think he got banged up. I saw earlier this week he's supposed to be ready to go. I think he'll be starting. Did Brendan Lewis get hurt, or is that just another? I'm not 100% guy? sure. I think, you yeah. know, obviously they've really struggled this year. He's been the guy most of the year. I know he's been a little banged up, too, so it might have been one of those hybrid, too, of like sort of available, but also might be worth a change. So, so yeah, some shuffling going on, as happens with two and eight teams. Yeah, and, and Brendan Lewis, man, I mean, three touchdowns for him. Yeah, year, the so. numbers are tough. I'm shocked by that, because making the, you know, again, I know he was with CU and all that stuff. I thought 
maybe he would be a little bit yeah, better. No, but... It's been tough, and that's that's a struggling program right now. All right, Kevin, let's quickly run through here. Uh, just picks. Um, Wyoming, I think Craig Bowl would sure like to get a win to keep some of the pressure off their 13-point favorites at home against Hawaii. I think they take care of that. I think it's good for CSU. Um, Hawaii played Air Force. Obviously, one played well. But it's always physically demanding to play Air Force. Now they have to travel all the way to Wyoming, another physical game, and then head home. So CSU will be getting them on back-to-back really physical games plus travel. I think Wyoming wins that. It probably covers. Game of the week in the Mountain West, UNLV at Air Force. Both teams 8-2. and two. Air Force is a three-point favorite. I don't, I don't know the whole health situation. Of course, they don't share much. I think Air Force gets back on track, wins, and, and make sure they get in the Mountain West Tower mm, game. That's going to be... But that's a great game. Yeah, it is. And you're right. The quarterback thing is interesting. Uh, Boise State, Utah State, both 5-5, five and 4-2, five, uh, and, th- uh, and, and 3-3 three and three in the Mountain West. Boise State's 4-2. Must-win game for the Broncos. Yeah, Boise can still make the Mountain West Tower game if some things fall right. Most importantly for them, they have to win out. I think they'll get a post-Avalos bounce because I don't think he was uh, popular in that room. I think they win. Boise State, Utah State, or not Boise State, sorry. Uh, Fresno State covers easily yep. against New Mexico. Uh, San Diego State, San Jose State, suddenly San Jose State 4-2. and two San Jose West. State also has a path to the Mountain West title. Yeah. Some things go right. San Diego State just retired Brady Hoke, yeah. totally on his own choice. He'll be coaching, but... But he's going to give the gym San Jose State's, Yeah, speech. San Jose State's playing great. They're going to win that and cover. CSU... Minus 11.5 at home, senior day. They're going to be locked in. They get the job done. I think they Cover. win somewhat big. Blow it out, man. Two, touchdown at, two touchdowns. I love it. Kevin Lytle, great as always. See, Kevin Lytle, not just Kevin. It's been Rams Weekly here on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA.